10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 3, 2, uh-oh. We're here. Uh, we are here. We did it. No. <laughs> a fifth a fifth year of Tips and Tops, the sixth year of Welcome Back. Okay. Yes. We're here, baby. We did it. Say I the thing. I always forget about the number six and seven. Why? <laughs> you shouldn't. I always forget about them. I know you're dyslexic, but what, what are you talking about, about dude? Six, you just go six like, yeah, seven. one, two, three, four, five, eight. Yeah. <laughs> six and seven aren't real. You heard it here first. <laughs> it was eight who was actually, who ate seven and six. That's the truth. That's the truth. So. You heard it here first. I don't think that's how that, I don't think that's how that worked. Anyway, anyway, that's how that's how 2023 felt, right? <laughs> that's how 2023 felt. That whole that was exchange. It. You still have a, the the beginning of the intro to say. I don't oh, know why I you're... do, don't I? <laughs> I I forget. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between. Welcome, welcome back. back to a very long conversation about movies and art and TV and whatever else we feel like talking about. This is our our fucking ep. This is the fucking episode, baby. This is Tips and Tops 2023. Uh, my personal favorite episode that we do every year because uh, it's just so much fun. We just get to talk about so much stuff that we love. And I am your producer, Sam Banigan. And I am Andrew thomas sam bandigan how are you how was this past week uh week's been good yeah just been hanging out getting back to work um seeing mike seeing pals playing games a lot of honestly a lot of just watching the stuff on our lists to make sure i was caught up for this uh for this episode so in the past week i think i've watched seven movies Good God, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually two a day. Um, yeah. It was it was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, but it was good. Uh, you know, a lot of good art in there. No, no misses so far for the year, which is great. We'll see how I feel about Rebel Moon next week. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good. How's how about you? How was your cruise? <laughs> cruise was great. Cruise was incredible. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, went to the Bahamas. It was great. I had a cigar on New Year's. It was great. I was smoking on top of the boat like it was James Cameron. Oh, C- cool. <laughs> Went to Haiti. That was great. Took a little village tour. It was great. Had a great time in Haiti. Went to the DR. Like DR. I did I, forever. Until I actually go to the Dominican Republic. I'm not going to say I've actually been. Because it was kind of just like a mall that we went to. Mm. We walked out into the port. And it was just shops. There was a lazy river all the way around it. And some pools. Yeah. That's not... That's not going to another country, but 
Still a fun time. And great. The boat. Just looking out and seeing nothing? <laughs> Crazy. Well, good, well good, good for you. Crazy. You fuck. <laughs> Being on a boat's cool. Makes you think about Titanic, which is always a good thing for me. <laughs> it's a bad thing for me. Fuck it. It's a bad thing for you. It's a good thing for me. <laughs> oh, did you see the Golden Globes? I watched a. I I saw the winners. I did. I and I've seen this this um, Joe Coy controversy stuff. Like because holy shit, that is that is some of the worst uh, hosting I've ever seen in my whole life. It makes you. <laughs> I said, I told Justin, I was like, it makes you feel good. It makes me go, all right, another year, going to really go into comedy and watch that and go, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Great. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It was bad. Like, not since James Franco and Anne Hathaway hosted the Oscars since. They hosted the the Oscars together? Yeah. The 2011 films in 2012. Oh, my God. That's crazy. He was nominated for an Uh, Oscar. He left her out to dry. It was awful. It was one person really tried hard, but was so cringy. And then he was just there. It was awful. Oh, no. But this was just... He blamed his writers, but it was his delivery that was also off. Maybe he just read those jokes. I don't know. I don't run. Still, <laughs> still bad, dude. Either way. Either way. But yeah, I think I, I think I sent a message to Mike after after all the awards came out, and I went, "These Golden Globes <laughs> wins are for me specifically." Really, they. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. All... Fucking Iowa and Beery, Jeremy Allen Strong. Isn't it great when all your favorite things wins awards? Isn't it a great feeling? Yeah. Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook, Matthew McFadden. It's like sports. You're like, yes! Yeah, it felt good. It felt My good. team I'm always excited. wins! Uh, but obviously, it goes in order of, of importance, in order of award shows. It's the Golden Globes, then Tips and Tops, then the Emmys, then the, then the Oscars. So we're more important than the Globes, obviously. Of course, everything. Anything's more important than Globes. <laughs> coming back this year, this is our long episode. We can talk about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is the year I was like, okay, I get the Golden Globes. It's an indicator to sub-celebrities. Should you go to the award shows? Do you actually have a chance? What's the... Yeah. And it's an open bar. You get drunk with your pals. Yeah, you get to see people and and like... Maybe people you haven't seen in a little while, you get to see the people that you're going to be working with soon, and like, there's so much stuff that you get to do, and and hopefully we you know. see one of our favorite drunk celebrities just do something wild. That's the yeah. whole. I forget what there was famously one actress who went up there drunk, completely drunk, and gave her award speech. That's what the Golden Globes are for. That's what the to Globes see a are for. Of of the elite look like asses. <laughs> That's what it's for. I think that's what Succession is for. Uh, we'll be talking about that a lot. Let's save that. <laughs> Let's just save that for later. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Do we want to begin? Do we want to? Yeah. How do, do we, we do a rundown this? at the beginning? Let's do a quick rundown. So, um, 
if this is your first time listening to Tips and Tops, welcome. Thank you so much. You're in for a long one. Um, but Andrew, long ago, created this list of things for us to talk about. Our own categories for yes. awards. I um, remember, just to give to tell Sam, I remember saying, we should do a top ten. And you were like, ah, top tens. They're so played out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was, I, 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 I know I pushed back on all the categories, but I think I was okay with the top 10. Yeah. It was our own little award show. Yeah. Don't talk um, about the bottoms. We only talk about the tips and tops. We talk about the disappointments because sometimes you got to yeah. bring up the bad things. Yeah. You got to, you got to start somewhere. Um, yeah. So our, our categories are disappointments, moments, scores screenplays slash stories performances directors and then top 10 things uh top 10 pieces of art from just loved. the year sorry we just loved i, I oh yes. yes 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 yeah, yeah um yeah so uh do you want to kick us off with your disappointments yes so we always start at the bottom. Start from the bottom. Then we'll get there. <laughs> then we'll get there. It, much like Lord of the Rings, a three-hour tour. <laughs> but we'll get there. <laughs> but starting from the bottom. Yeah. My number third. Do you have any three, honorable mentions in your disappointments? Not really. I was not disappointed that much this year. Yeah, I didn't either, honestly. TBH. Um, but yeah, your number thir- three disappointment. Just superheroes. Just all just of them. In general? It, it, just all of it. Okay. Every single one. I like Guardians but of the Galaxy. Superhero- not to spoil anything, there's a superhero movie on your list. I like that, but we'll get there. I have my okay. I have my demons to, to let go of over there. But it really... Sh- I'm like, it's a happy disappointment. And we'll talk about it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Should I go? Yeah. Sorry, but should I say all three and then go? Yeah, by do, bit? yeah. That feels yeah. Right. I think we can do all three for one of us, and then we'll talk about all of those, and then we'll switch to mine, and then blah blah blah. I kind of split two things in half, but really, the most disappointing thing, my number two, the most disappointing thing, truly, was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm I'm surprised you put that in disappointment because I did not expect that to be. Neither did I, Bad. but I still had it. I got this. You're gonna hate me forever. I got the you, worst. Wearing... I got the worst one at Ooh. Disney World. Why did you get Raiders Why? of the Lost Ark? Was a T-shirt, and this was a crew uh-huh. neck, and I prefer crew necks. And this is genuinely my favorite one. I just have to keep okay. it because I'm a freak. I have to keep it <laughs> down in secrets. <laughs> Andrew is wearing a Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom crew neck. Yes, right now it's so comfortable. I was it a hundred dollars? I no, it was forty five. Uh, that's, that's a lot better than I was expecting. You I say. was going to get Mickey Mouse ears, and it had the fedora and the whip wrapped around it. And I was like, oh, "What yeah. a Disney World, you know? Get the if I got if it's like twenty bucks, I'll I'll get it." Uh-huh. It was forty dollars, and I was like, "I'd just rather get the sweat. <laughs> Give me that." Yeah, yeah I'm gonna fair. wear these ears once, and then just like have them. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get that. you, motherfucker. 
That's how they get you. I'll keep wearing this. Um, also, Mickey Mouse is now in public domain. So yes, yes, we can, we can really fuck shit up. And my number one disappointment: just all Hollywood executives. Oh There's yeah, a big fair. strike. Yeah, yeah. Disappointed in you. I'm disappointed yeah. that we <laughs> had to stretch this out, and then you just caved. Then why did we even do this? Well, they didn't. Ca- they they um, didn't cave kind of, cave entirely. It's that's me yeah. speaking loosely. Um, yeah, it's complicated. Just overall, yeah. You want to p- poke and prod me? Why was I disappointed by all three of these things? I mean, I I understand why you're disappointed by all the all three of these things. Is there more that you want to say about these things? Just like, so here's my thing. So let's go back to 2019. Okay. Is Rise of Skywalker so bad it Uh kind of just broke people's brains? The excitement and hope that we all had for the new Star Wars movies, and it led to that. It led to Rey Skywalker. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, for, for, for everything. Is it, is it? Did that just change the Hollywood culture? It's also the pandemic. I understand. I believe it's yeah, a major I mean, pandemic, but I want to put more think, blame on Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a a mix of those things. I think like the timing of it is is really the thing of like, oh, we had this whole this big event movie that was universally hated, and then three months later, the world shut down, and we didn't get new stuff for a while. Yeah. I think that kind of compounded the problem in people's minds. Cause that's also the end of like superhero stuff. Like that's the end of like, that's the end of that, that like era of like franchise movie. No way home still made almost $2 billion, but then swiftly after top gun Maverick, uh, Barbie. Yeah. I think, I think just that, that moment of like, this bad thing happens and then three months later the world shuts down. I think that's kind of the the sticking point that, that makes it I think that just is such a good way to mark the end of uh of the of the franchise that, like, world. Because fran- franchises yeah. will still exist, but Yeah. That- I mean we're getting aren't we getting Furiosa this year? Like we're getting yeah. we're still getting franchise movies. But that's a good it's one. It's not like they're Okay. Do you not guess, like yeah, Mad Max? Getting... No, I, I like I like Fury Road. I just don't need a Furiosa movie. I don't know. Uh, it's just I don't know. They're pretty. They're like they are pretty. I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to it. I just don't need it. You know, I, I would you. rather a new interesting movie like the Ten Thousand Years of Logging. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I would rather that than a Furiosa movie. I hear you. It's just what, and also what a disappointing Disney's going under. Disney had a bad year in every direction. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like for they're, for good reasons, good. and the and you know what is it? What's the phrase? Uh, the roosters came home to roost. The chickens came sure. home to roost. There's yeah. a lot of things, but also like America's is becoming so far right. It's crazy. Becoming? <laughs> I don't know how left you were to, to begin with. I don't know how much... I mean, 
I don't know how far. You're kind of pushing the edges already. I don't know what to tell you, dude. It is crazy. They and also like Warner Brothers would have gone un- under. The Flash came out this year. Shazam, Aquaman, Blue Beetle, and they all bomb. They all cost the studio like hundreds of million dollars. Yeah. Just so disappointed. <laughs> it's all just dis- and Indiana Jones is my boy. It, it was always going to be bad, Andrew. We gotta keep it moving. We have so much to talk about. We can't so that's my disappointment of the year. That's okay. what's yours. <laughs> I just needed to make uh, my point. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, my number three disappointment is uh, "Baby J" by John Mulaney. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was really. I May Martin's sap is really great. Um uh to my honorable mentions for the whole for the whole year. Um and it's and it just does the thing that John Mulaney is trying to do so much better. Uh of like talk about addiction and talk about the fallout of that and all that sort of stuff and and recovery and yeah, and Baby J just like is not it at all. It's I really I was really disappointed in Baby J. Um, I was hoping for something actually interesting out of John Mulaney, and we just didn't get it. Uh, Do you have any uh, hope? I mean, I'll see whatever he does next, but I I uh, honestly it it did kind of kill my hope for good John Mulaney material in the future. Like, we'll see. He can always surprise me, but... Right. I don't know. What? Because um, remember Kid Gorgeous? You went to go see him. You're in that special. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I love and I love his old specials. Like, I think those are really good. I think a lot of the other stuff that he's worked on previously is really good. But Baby J, he just, like... He's trying so hard to do something, and he just doesn't. And he just doesn't succeed. And it's... And it's just not funny. Like most of that special is just not funny. Um, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, number two is theater camp. <laughs> camp is it home? But I think it kinda is. <laughs> um, yeah, a movie that like. I I heard so much about. I thought the trailer looked really fun. Um and then honestly when it opened and I found out it was supposed to be a mockumentary, that really kind of that started killing it for me. Yes. And then it just kind of went downhill the rest of the time. Uh Justin Jones, friend of the show, I think still has put it the best, which is uh it's something like he said in his letterbox review, it's like it's it's a uh, good drama undercut by bad comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, is the, is the normal thing. Uh, but this is good comedy undercut by bad drama. Uh, and I think that's the best way to put this. It's like, if this was just a comedy and they were just like, we're just going to be weird and goofy the whole time, it would have worked. But because they're undercutting it with this like serious moments, it really falls flat. We gotta time. save the camp, but it is like yeah. genuine. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was my number two. Uh, my number one, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Honestly, yeah. if I was pressed, I bet I would have guessed that. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Were you I, looking I, I talk forward about to it? I was looking forward to it. I, I mean, the trailer kind of turned me off of it a little bit. I wasn't expecting great out of it after the trailer. Um, but seeing it, I was really disappointed by that movie. Uh, I talk about it a lot in the episode that we did on it, but it, I think it just does a disservice to Dungeons and Dragons as a hobby. I think that could just be a generic fantasy film and it would be totally fine. Um, but by putting the Dungeons and Dragons name on it, I think you are doing it a disservice by not making it about the hobby. Um, yeah, so I was pretty disappointed in it. And yeah. If we do you not want to do Rebel Moon, do you want to do the Jeremy Irons Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe I'll Maybe pitch that next, next year. year. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I remember fondly liking it. It was a perfect March movie. It's spring. Let's go outside. Let's go see a movie. But yeah, but you have such a love for uh, just. Uh, tabletop games and role-playing games mm-hmm. that I understand how just like, oh, it's... It's <laughs> it's just a fantasy movie. It's not a Dungeons... It doesn't feel like a Dungeons & Dragons movie in any way, and that is really disappointing. Yeah. Um, And I understand that I'm in mi- the minority of people, most people I know who like Dungeons & Dragons, saw the movie and loved it. Really loved uh, it. Oh yes, the dun- yeah D and D community is obsessed with this movie. Um, wow, I, I know it's... people want a sequel. I know the studios like Chris Pine's even like. Hopefully, we'll do a sequel. Yeah, no, people really loved it. Um, give me Star Trek Four. <laughs> honestly, yeah, give me Star Trek Four. That would probably be fun. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, it's yeah. disappointing. Well. Let's get it out of there. We don't got to think Let's about that. Let's get it out of here. We don't got to think about that anymore. Um, so before we hop into just our top 10, our first our first item on the top 10, uh, let's just hit our honorable mentions for just our top 10 lists. I'll start. Um, uh, so something that I want to mention about this Tips and Tops and probably moving, moving forward is I don't really want to put video games on my list really? unless they are unless they are like really monumental because I feel weird about talking about video games and you not having any way to like experience them in the same way. I understand. And so it's if it's a good video game, it'll be on my honorable mentions. Um but if it's like a really monumental thing like you know Hades 2 is supposed to come out this year and that will probably end up on my yeah. Top 10 list. Last that of Us Part so 3. Yeah, that sort of stuff is going to be like, no, this is like, we need to kind of, I need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you just, you have something to rip off your chest. But there are yeah. some video games where you're just like, yeah, it's just really cool mechanics. And I'm like, yeah. It's a good, yeah. It's a good video game, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, my honorable mentions for my top 10 list. Uh, Creed 3, John Wick 4, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, the video game. Ooh. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom um, Invincible Only the first half of the season has come out so far So just the first half But it's a great show um, Talk to me Across the Spider-Verse The Killer Bo is Afraid Kills of a Flower Moon uh, Mae Martin's Sap 
and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you got? My, your... Like, this is the only one I'll talk about in honorable mentions, but Mission Impossible Death Reckoning Part 1. Like, I was thinking about putting it in disappointments, but it's not a disappointment. It's good. No. It's just really sad that it's not as good as Top Gun Maverick or Mission Impossible Fallout. It's that just... is its biggest fault, is that it is following two of the best action movies ever made. And you're like, what are you doing for the third? And you're like, okay. No, no, I had a yeah. good time. I saw it three times. I didn't see so yeah, many like... movies this year, but I saw that one three times. Like, <laughs> But also... But also, it's not, it's not Fallout and it's not maverick so um are you there god is it it's me margaret i need to see it great chicken run dawn of the nugget nugget also need to see it spider-man across the spider-verse hell yeah talk to me really fun really fun horror movie uh saw x because it's been a while since one of those movies has been fun this, it was a lot of fun watching it. It was a good crowd when I saw it. Had a great time. No hard feelings and elemental. No hard feelings? Is that the... Jennifer Lawrence movie. Had a lot oh, of fun okay. with that. I also what saw it on Prime. Oh, I was thinking of the the Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie. Oh, um, you hurt my feelings. Yeah, something... I Is saw that, that too. It was a cute little movie. Cute little New York movie. It looks it looks really cute. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. I thought that movie looked nice. I just didn't get a chance to see I'll it. I'll throw that on the honorable mentions too. <laughs> let's let's <Great>. do it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I could probably toss a few more things. Infinity Pool could probably be on my A lot of fun that mentions. movie. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of stuff. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to hop into your number 10 item. My number on your 10 list. Yeah. is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, I This sa- really stuck with you, huh? I said it earlier to, to someone. I said this was like the nicest breakup I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy volume, volume 3. Okay. It was such like a perfect... The, you know, all the Spider-Man hugged and all my heroes left off dancing. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. That's see, it. see you later. See you later. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe in the future I'll come back. Who knows? I do like these characters, but... And it's such a fun movie. I just love the whole... Because I was anticipating it. I didn't want to, but I was. And I love the marketing yeah. of this was the final Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It was just a fun romp with friends. It was just a mission that they had. And it was the end. Yeah. So yeah. small. And the rocket story. I had a very good time. This will probably be one of the last times I have one of these types of movie on my list. Even if I enjoy it. <laughs> this is... Yeah. Blah. Great. It is kind of the kind of the end there. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This movie just didn't uh, hit hit for me in the yeah. same way it did for other people. Um. 
Ben, I, st- I, I saw it with my friend Ben. I still think he put it best. He was like, it was really good for a Marvel movie, but if you have to compare it to any other movie, it's not good. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah, man, that's it, actually. Um, I think almost yeah. all of my honorable mentions are a better movie than this, but. But this one is, you know, you have a very different relationship to these movies than I ever did, too, so I understood. Yeah. Kind of that way, why it was there. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about that before? Great. Hooked on okay. a feeling. I don't know. Hooked <laughs> on a feeling. Uh, my number ten is a podcast. It is Remap Radio. Yes. Um. So this one has a bit of a story. Um. So Remap Radio is the uh kind of. I don't want to say offshoot. It's kind of the resurrection of a of a podcast that existed before called Way, uh, Waypoint Radio. Um, Waypoint was a video game, a leftist video game news um, website that was owned by Vice uh, and was on for many years. and And they did podcasts and they talked about video games and and leftist news and all this sort of stuff and. Um, just like good personality and good good vibes and and i agree with a lot of the stuff that they talk about with video games and i like how they talk about video games and the way that they can be critical about those things um and back at the beginning of the year sometime in like march i want to say uh vice went bankrupt and shut down waypoint i remember this Um, yeah and so for a while it looked like Waypoint was gone, that all these people were going to go their separate ways, that they were going to move on to different projects and maybe we would never see them again. Um, but then they they started their own company. They started Remap. They were able to transfer all of their subscribers from Waypoint Plus, which was like their like um, uh, uh, listener-based funding uh, that they had started when they were at Vice. They were able to just kind of seamlessly move everybody from waypoint onto remap so they didn't really lose any money um and they were able to to keep the podcast going in a new form they have a new website and a new uh style of podcast it's now once a week instead of twice a week it's now a lot easier for them as like scheduling wise they've started funding their own news now so they're like uh, publishing articles on their website that you that you have to like pay into for some of them uh, like you have to be a subscriber to get some of them, but some of them are just public and they're ad free and they're just out and you can read them. And this is like really cool and really impressive to see these people like bounce back. Um, yeah. Bounce back. And like, and like by all metrics, what that they talk about on the, on the show, like they're doing pretty well. Like yeah. they're, they're kind of surprised at how well it's doing. Um, and that's, really nice and really really cool to see and i really just like the podcast i wait like every friday i'm refreshing my my feed I love until it. it pops up so that i have something to listen to because they're always like you know two plus hours long mm-hmm. um one and a half to one and a half hours is usually where it ends up i think but it, it's still just like that's like that's so much listening that's so much time what are um, the host names uh rob zachney patrick klepek and uh, Ricardo Contreras. Sick. Just just yeah. want, want a shout out to them. 
yeah they're the they're the owners of the company and they're they're really great um rob is also on uh, a more civilized age the star wars podcast yes I yes to, yes uh, i know those also, voices <laughs> yeah 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 has had a great year also they've been doing they've been playing kotor uh during the during the strikes um they're gonna finish that up before they go back to the tv shows um but yeah it's just been it's just been good a good year for podcasts uh that i listen to um yeah uh my number nine is uh yorgo lanthimos's poor things we just talked about uh, this we just talked about it so i'm not going to get into it but this movie really was quite amazing um the more i talk about it with people the more i like it um emma stone's performance is is truly incredible uh everyone's performance is so good like it's they're all just so good um but it's it's just it's really really powerful and really good um but we just talked about it so i don't want to talk about it too much here yeah we did she gave a great speech when she won the golden yes i liked her i liked her speech a lot at the globes um i hope she doesn't win an oscar for it because lily gladstone should probably win the oscar (laughs) yeah um but it's one of those two it's one of the stones. Michelle, uh, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh and uh, Kate Blanchett all over again. Yeah, truly. Um, but yeah, so that's my number nine. What is your number nine? Mine is Godzilla minus one. Uh, spoiler alert. I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah. It's really good, and it's really such a smart movie. Like, I... I'm not a Godzilla head. I'm not one of these people who've seen all the Godzilla movies. I've seen mm-hmm. all of the new ones just by happenstance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen the 90s one with Matthew Broderick, and I've seen the original, which is a genuine masterpiece, a ju- yeah. beautiful work of art. Uh, and this expands on that in such a way. It's great. I love it. It's such a good movie, and it's fun. I've heard nothing but good things. I really want to see it. Yeah. It's also like a Godzilla movie that's fun. (laughs) Fun's the wrong word. It's not fun, but it's thrilling, I should say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I was I was a little like I wasn't that surprised seeing this on your list, but but just because I know you're not like a Godzilla person. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, interesting. I guess it's like, I guess it's really something. <laughs> I guess it's something. I guess it's yeah. definitely something. Definitely something. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. I wish I wish I could have. It just it I missed it in theaters, and then it wasn't on streaming or anything. It's in that weird period, right? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I I will I will let you know when I see it. Please, please do. <laughs> when I finally get to watch it. Uh yeah. Uh do you want to do your moments? My moments before <laughs> Let me find it on here. Cuz my moments truly is an event and then two things that happen in a boardroom. <laughs> I just have to say that out loud first. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, any honorable mentions in your moments? Um, yes, there is. I'm just Ken. I think is such yeah. a great 
and it's grown on me. Those uh, the Christmas versions, I was like, this is oh. kind of lame. <laughs> this is, but it made me appreciate the movie, the moment in the movie, so much more. Yeah, it is such a like beautiful, fun moment. It's great. It's I so good. It. It's so good. Uh, uh, but yeah, what are your what are your three moments? My three is when Oppenheimer's getting grilled by Jason Clark. It's <laughs> incredible. It's like Christopher Nolan's really whole good. career was leading up to it. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. You knew <laughs> that the super so bomb shouldn't be built. And life, it's uh, such a beautiful it's not even the best moment of the movie. It's just my favorite. <laughs> Great. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> yeah, Great. that movie. Uh, we're going to talk about Oppenheimer a lot. So I don't, let's, let's hold it a little bit. Um, another but, thing we're yeah, going to talk a, a lot about and spoilers through everything, but really spoilers yeah. for if you haven't seen succession, but the final, the final moments, the, uh. the inauguration of Kendall Roy sabotaged. Uh. Sabotaged. It's uh, like I've never. Really, I am the eldest boy. I've never really been so heartbroken. I've I've told this story before, but I'll say it again for tips and tops. When that happened, that next day I was like, "Man, Kindle, he really got he really got done in." No, oh, Kindle. No, oh, yeah, Andrew was in a bad mood. And then Kelly told me she was like, in that earlier episode, did he call his new assistant New Jess? And I was like, he did do that. He did. He maybe shouldn't have deserved it. But my boy Kenny, my baby girl, my baby girl. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we'll get into it all, but yeah. Another uh, your number one. Again, we'll get into it all again, but also Barbenheimer. It's hard to, yeah. as one, as a movie lover, it was just, and in the worst, and not really, I mean, for the writers and with the actors coming into the strike, for like yeah. one of the worst moments in the industry we love, a film. Yeah. Like at yeah. its darkest moment, Barbenheimer just hit. It, it's true. It, yeah. Again, we'll talk about we're, it. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a lot. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, my honorable mentions for uh, moments are I'm Just Can. Great. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, the motorcycle jump in Mission Impossible. Sick. It's so sick, dude. Uh, the Hotline Miami sequence in John Wick 4. Uh, it's like the top down. Yes, 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 yes. Through all the rooms fight. Oh, I'm oh, familiar. That fight is, it's so good. That whole sequence. I was like, when I was rewatching it for this, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. This is good. Oh, this is so good, dude. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I think part of, I think parts of John Wick 4, I think go on a bit too long, mm-hmm. but that sequence is really tight. It feels really good. And may I add on one thing that I just want to shine a light on now, the him falling down the stairs. When I first saw the movie, I went to the bathroom then, so I missed it. But the second time I saw the movie, <laughs> it was such, it's such a beautiful, it's made me happy. I remember us reviewing John reviewing, talking about uh, John Wick three, and being like, "I think yeah. that I think it's out of gas." I'm so glad it led 
he was just mad about his dog. And now he's falling down an yeah. infinite flight of stairs. Because yeah, that's true. life. <laughs> that's life. Uh, my final honorable mention is... I'm from Waterloo! Where the fucking vampires hang out! <laughs> um... I think just that just that line delivery is the is so good. I don't that movie is not great, but holy shit. Oh, Glenn Howerton, he's so good. Um Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. My number three moment is Connor's wedding. That whole episode is just nothing but fire the whole time. <laughs> nothing but fire. Um, and you said this, I think, when we when we talked about Succession on the on the show. Um, so spo- spoilers, 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 spoilers. But you said this when we talked about it on the show, and you said it was the spoiler that we all saw coming because it's in the title of the show. <laughs> it's almost a- like. <laughs> we knew it was happening. We knew it had to happen. It had to. That's the point of the show. Right? One thing in the show I love, it's when the Jay-Z song, Takeover, or, yeah, Takeover, is played. And uh, it feels like the show is saying, so like I was saying, succession. So like I was saying, yeah. I just had to fill you in. <laughs> so like yeah, I was we just saying. Had to, yeah, yeah, we're going to get there. Don't We're back. <laughs> Succession. This is what it's about. Yeah, it's oh that and that whole episode is just is just um, insanely good. Um, My number two moment of the year is uh, the party sequence in Talk to Me. Yeah, I love that scene so much. I think the editing of that scene. I think that like the the story beats that are happening. The way it all culminates into that, in, again, spoilers, into that kid trying to rip his own eyeball out of his head Ugh. is like, oh, that whole, like, that whole sequence in the middle of that movie is, is so good. It's so, so good. Um, I, I was, I was just, I've been thinking about it all year, so I, I was very right? impressed. Yeah. Not the movie, just that scene. We might, we might want to do it one day for the podcast. It's a good movie. I think so. I think, I think it would be nice. I mean, we're getting a sequel eventually. So, are they good for them? They're YouTube yeah. directors, talk, right? Talk to me. Talk. <laughs> um. Uh, and then my number one moment uh, for this year is the Trinity test in Oppenheimer. Cause holy shit, that oh my god, it's so good, and it's not even the climax of the movie. Ah, it's one of the most monumentous things that's ever happened in human history, and it's not even the climax of this fucking movie. (laughs) You said the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just wish we could use it on the Germans first. Yeah, well, what? Ah, what a movie! So good. What a movie! What a movie! Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, my number eight of the year, the whole year, is a little album called Hell Mode by Jeff Rosenstock. 
Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to this? I did indeed. Yeah. I, it's it's a banger. It is a lot of fun. It is a banger, literally. You bang your head. Yeah. You bang your head listening to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeff Rosenstock has been a really great artist for a while. Um, Andrew, you actually know a lot of his music uh, because he is one of the main writers for the music on Craig of the Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you've heard this guy write a lot of songs. Um. Uh. But yeah, Jeff Rosenstock. I think he used to be in a band, but he but he's mainly been doing the solo project for a while. Um. He has like three or four albums out. They're all really incredible. Uh. But the Hell Mode is just like fantastic. Um, about like getting older and maturing and, and worrying about stuff. And um, just, just, it just, it, it's such an impressive album. Mm-hmm. Um, just the themes and, and, and all the songs are so catchy and like, and I feel like every time I listen to it, a new part gets stuck in my head. Uh, yeah. It's just great. It's just so good. One of the best punk albums of the year. And one of the probably one of the best punk albums of the of the of the decade. Like this is this is a good one. I like no offense to the other albums that this is not the first punk punk album I've listened yeah. to. Uh-huh. This was indeed makes me curious about your uh, another album that might be in your top ten because this yes. was something I was like, oh, this is different. This is yeah, yeah. Jeff Rosenstock is... really. I think I think out of the album, I have another album on my top ten. I think the the main difference is like Hell Mode is like definitely I think the best album, best punk album of the year, mm-hmm. and the most interesting. But I think the other one I just connected to it yeah, a bit more. I hear you. Um, but yeah, Hell Mode is if if you have any interest in in music, please go listen to Hell Mode by Jeff Rosenstock. The whole album is so so good. It is a very um, interesting album. It is I enjoyed it. I had a and, good time. And it's also, it's a good time. Like, Jeff Rosenstock is so clearly just having fun. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just great. It's just great. Listen to Jeff Rosenstock. Everybody should listen to Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, Craig of the Creek. <laughs> Craig of the Creek. Pandemic Yes. Uh, what is your number eight? My number eight. Directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan, Creed 3. This movie is so good. It's incredible. Huh, Jonathan Majors. But hey, yeah, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> it's so. Jonathan Majors. Did you see you that video of him? Ruin it for everybody. Did you see that video of him running away from her? It is such, just such. No. Have you not seen? <laughs> because it's. Yeah, man. It's. it's they're like fighting in a car they're like he's they're like tussling and yeah. then he's like i'm out of here and he runs away and she's chasing after him and then they run into the apartment building messy just messy just just messy just jesus christ <laughs> but yeah. this movie is incredible 
And he's good in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, Jonathan Majors. Hey, he's a bad dude, but holy shit, this movie's good. He's so good in it. It's crazy. And Michael B. Jordan just really, it is, it was shocking. I love A Star is Born, but I've never seen an actor in, in this generation of our lifetime. I wasn't around for yeah. Clint Eastwood. I wasn't around for, uh, <laughs> even Denzel, I wasn't around. But like. It was such a clear vision, and you can tell he achieved it. That is what is so impressive about, to me, his film. I am, like, in awe. And it's such a moving story. Justin, again, Justin Jones, friend of the show, he yeah. loves the Rocky franchise. I've seen a few movies. There's some movies that I haven't seen in the Rocky movies. Yeah. But he said it's the only one other than the first Rocky film that it's not about the fight. The fight is just secondary. It's, it's about so much yeah. more. And yeah. it really is about about black male friendship. It's 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 a It's so good, dude. It's, it's a this thoughtful was... film. You can tell oh. Ryan Coogler is rubbing off on him. <laughs> yeah, truly. You can tell uh, Ryan Coogler it's... really <laughs> I I I yeah, I was. I've been thinking about this movie a lot this year. It's so good. It the shadow boxing thing at the and the finale is is also should have been in my honorable mentions. I, I just didn't get a chance to think through everything. Yeah, my uh, right. There's so many other, but yeah, we're gonna talk about um, it. And this is the moment that we would talk about it. It's a great. Film. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a great film. It's really impressive. Michael B. Jordan really brings it. Uh, directing and and performance wise, Jonathan Majors uh, apparently a bad dude, but also delivers absolutely powerhouse of a performance. Yeah. Um, unfortunate about the guy, but I mean this movie is great. It and, is really good. Yeah, it's 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 oh it's so good. Ah, oh, Creed three, what a film! What a film! Your number seven? Uh, uh, your number seven. My number seven. My number yeah. seven, John Wick 4. It Great. is. Great. Also a killer action movie. Yeah, it kills me to put it over Mission Impossible, but unlike <laughs> Mission Impossible, it might be the best John Wick movie. It. it yeah. I I'm love sure. two. I have a lot. And one's just a classic. It's a good watch. Like, yeah. taken. It's just a yeah. good watch. But John Wick 4, like, delivers on the promise of a John Wick franchise. It's yeah, long. There's sure. a lot of moments uh, that drag on too long, in my opinion. But when yeah. it's incredible, the moment you're there to see, it's beautiful. There should be Academy Award. I feel like I've said this before. Best choreography, stunt, or dance. Yes, we've been saying this. We've been saying this for years. I'd love, uh, yeah. I'd love to see Ugh. what was a musical. Yeah, Wonka. Sure, Wonka had nice dancing. Wonka with John Wick with Mission Impossible. But like, the, like, yeah. Even a couple of years ago, we could have had like the America sequence in in West Side Story. Yes, was done really. I didn't. I don't like that movie, but that that sequence is still gorgeously done opening sequence of uh in the heights i don't like that movie and i think that but that yeah but that scene is so well done that yeah there's there really should be a best choreography um thing because yeah john wick four 
would Absolutely. take it. Would take it. Would take it. But like, so easy. Uh and it should be rewarded because it's really impressive. Yeah. Uh big fan. Yeah, John Wick Four rips, dude. It's so good. I really enjoyed rewatching it. Um, I think, yeah, so much of that movie is just so so well done. And fucking what's his name really coming for John David Washington? <laughs> Whole shtick. Yes, yes. A <laughs> um, uh, lot of fun. Great movie and just good for action. It elevates the genre of just action films. It yeah. is action did die with John McClane. It is building. Great. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. What a what a film. What a film. What a film. Uh, my number seven is uh, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Very good movie, and I don't. I famously don't like Wes Anderson. It's true, you don't like Wes Anderson, but this movie, it's something. It's there's something special. Something special in this movie. He thinks about himself. <laughs> he really does. And it, it's it's like such a culmination of like Wes Anderson's bullshit um, into. I don't know why I'm weird, like this either. <laughs> it's yeah, it's this weird little movie and it's just so sweet. And I love I love the the existentialness of it. The, the questions it brings up, you know, all this sort of stuff and. Yeah, it, so many moments in this in this movie really stick out to me. Um, like early on with Jason Schwartzman and, and Tom Hanks on the um, uh, on the phone. Jason Schwartzman says, "I it was never the right time." Yes. And Tom Hanks says, "It's always the wrong time." Ah, ah, so good. It's about infinity, and I don't know what else. Oh, ah. Ah, it's so good. Yeah, great film. It's shocking that it's not being recognized more. It's yeah, it's really weird. Um, I think people are just kind of <laughs> honestly tired of Wes Anderson stuff, <laughs> which which makes sense. That's fine. You should do a Christmas um, movie. He's been talked about he, for years. He would do a great Christmas movie. Do the um, Christmas Carol. Do Steamboat Willie. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! You Fuck know, famous up, Christmas movie, Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie. Um, yeah, I I just, this movie really, really is very sweet and very lovely, and, and I love all the performances. They're so great. Um, all of the, the music in it is really, really charming. I mean, I love Wes Anderson cinematography and, and, his designers and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, just something about this movie really, really hit for me in a way that a Wes Anderson movie hasn't really hit for me since like Grand Budapest. Right. Um, he's made good movies since then, but like nothing, nothing like this, nothing that's like this special. Important to the artist, right? Something that yeah. is not just good, but important to the artist. Yeah. And, and just sweet and caring and like, ah, just so good. I I really I rewatched this the uh, the other day and was just like ah ah this movie's so good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh I'll get into ooh we're at we're at score our favorite scores ooh, of the year scores. 
my honorable mention is Robbie Robertson for Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, I think that score is really, really impressive, but just not my favorite. Yes. <laughs> for the for the year. Uh, my number three is Daniel Pemberton for Across the Spider-Verse. Great. It's so good. It's really, it feels so... Um, like the work, it's obviously building on the work from Into the Spider-Verse. Um, but this... Uh, there's so many hits there's so many moments there's so much the the themes that are coming back and being twisted around and ah it's just it feels like in a way that i don't think a spider-man score has since sam raimi it feels like a spider-man score and not just a superhero score i get what you mean like it really just feels like oh no this is spider-man like and this and more specifically this is miles morales um and that feels so cool to listen to um i mean nothing can really beat the the leap of faith moment in into the spider-verse that mix of the soundtrack and the score is still like one of the most impressive things i've ever seen in a movie um but I think what Dan- Daniel Pemberton is doing with Across the Spider-Verse is uh, fantastic. And I can't wait to to hear more in the next one. Yes. <clears throat> Very great. Uh, it's so good. It's great. Uh, my number two uh, is Nicholas Brutel for Succession. It's just so good building on this the past three seasons of television bringing back themes reusing stuff twisting stuff around making you hear the same songs in a new context yes it's just oh it's so good and i love one of my favorite moments in the whole show is a moment with the with the score it's in the finale episode again spoilers for succession it's in the finale episode when Shiv, when Tom tells Shiv that it's going to be Tom. Yes. That he's going to be the new CEO. And you just get this like deep like cello hit. You. As she storms across the apartment. Oh, it's just it's like. Tom. It, it's, it's so Tom. Good. It's Tom. We got to go. It's Tom. Let's go. Oh, it's so. Oh, it's like. Oh, yeah, boy, boy. Let's do it. Tom. Oh. Just so so beautiful, so well done. Uh, Nicholas Patel is a fucking genius. Um, and speaking of geniuses, uh, fucking number one score of the year, Ludwig Göransson for Oppenheimer. Wow! It's so incredible. It's so it just moves at a pace the entire time. It's bringing you into the movie. The way that he uses the the foot stomps from his speech at, at Los Alamos as like basically the only percussion that you hear throughout the entire film, it's so good. It's so good, and every time I hear it, I'm just like, "Fuck, Ludwig! Fucking, he knows what's he up, knows dude. What he's doing, he like really gets it. And like this dude wrote all the songs for like Community." And now he's Oscar winner Ludwig Göransson. Yes. <laughs> this dude produces childish Gambino music in like a bedroom in in fucking nowhere Manhattan. And and now he's fucking Oscar winner Ludwig Göransson. Yes. And it's uh, like there's some artists 
that it feels like they're friends. Like it feels uh what how's the lyric go? Lay the track light Lou Wig from Bonfire. Oh, yeah. Uh, like you've yeah. heard, I've so heard you've good. heard the name Ludwig. Like it feels like your friend who's just like, look at you, you. Look at this. You're like yeah. John Williams, Ludwig. <laughs> yes, Ludwig, John Williams, and Hans Zimmer are like we can just be like yeah these are like the three best yes. who's ever done it. It's insane. And the way he he can switch from from doing you know that amazing rap production with Childish Gambino, and then take the influence from that and like the influence of African music to make the Black Panther score, which is also stunningly incredible. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna make Tenant in Oppenheimer these like bombastic, cinematic like Chris Nolan movie ass movies. Ah, oh, he's so good. And yeah, the Oppenheimer score is just like, is just astounding. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. So good. Uh, what are your scores? What do you got? What's My your... honorable mentions. Hey, even if he, even if the movie doesn't show up, he always does. John Williams and Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny. Helen yeah, seems pretty good. <laughs> It's pretty yeah. good. I listen to it sometimes. I'm good. like, oh, who? Look, John Williams has got it. Like, we all know John Williams got it. Um, Daniel Pepperton for Across Pemberton. Uh, for Across the Spider-Verse. Great. Um, how do you say this? Jerskin Fendrix? Jerskin Fendrix? Poor Things. Oh, yes. The Poor Things score is great. Poor Things score. Those are my honorable mentions. Number three. Ludwig Gerritsen Oppenheimer. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's great. It's incredible. It's so good. Probably the best score in a Christopher Nolan movie. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, Perfect. Perfect for the movie. I like... Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Number two, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, Teenage Mutant Ninja oh. Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Wait, they did Mutant Mayhem? Yes. The That's killer's so good funny. too, but Mutant Mayhem is such a different... It's what I like the Soul soundtrack a lot. Um, mm, yeah, the Soul the soul soundtrack is It's great. quite incredible. It won the Oscar and it deserved to win. It's better than most... Yeah scores it's incredible yeah but it i what i imagine a pixar trent resider and atticus ross what would it sound like it's more what i thought it was going to be is more in teenage mutant ninja turtles it's still their mm. weird eerie side but it's also fun and cute and campy <laughs> okay i'm really excited to see that movie i didn't see it because we weren't doing it on the podcast yeah obviously we were um, going to so see been, it in I've Canada. Been... We just didn't have the time when yeah. I was in Canada, if I, I should say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been I've been holding out until we do it for the for the show. Yeah, we will do it eventually. It's really good. I can't wait yeah. for you to see it. It's I'm excited. I was excited when I saw the first trailer. I was like, oh, damn, this looks like a great time. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And the score is incredible. Great. We all know what my number one is. <laughs> we all is it Nicholas Patel. It's Nicholas Patel. 
Remember <laughs> Bill Street can talk? Remember Moonlight? Like, what oh you said for this one, it's not quite like my friend. Uh, he still feels relatively new, but I just did it. Yeah. I didn't know he created this, what, 40-hour beautiful orchestra that yeah. uses the same, like, three chords, but it so uses good. it in so many different ways. It makes you feel like a king, but also makes you feel like a rat. <laughs> it makes you feel so small and big and powerful yeah. and hopelessly weak. It's uh. as much as the writing and the acting and the direction, the music. It is... Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything like it. it I'm, it's, so good. it's incredible. It might be my favorite score of all time. Wow. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. Uh, uh, do you want to hit your number six? Six. Your favorite movie, May, December. Yeah, you lie! That's not my favorite movie. <laughs> it's not. I fuck this movie. thought this movie was movie. great. I think this movie's incredible. So weird. It's my brand of weird. I, people were saying it was nominated for Best Musical or Comedy at the Golden Globes. And people were it like, was? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of insane. I guess I did laugh a lot, but only because it was so bad. That is a, that's a provocative movie right there. Get nominated <laughs> for Best Musical or Comedy. <laughs> Ain't a musical, I can tell you that much. <laughs> it ain't it ain't a musical. It is such yeah. I remember hearing just from so many people, from people that I work with, with Justin, some people online, every a lot of people. People I meet at movie theaters, people just talk to me. It's weird. Um, <laughs> people do so- honestly after I've Andrew, you say that on the show sometimes, but like people don't understand. Motherfuckers do just talk to Andrew. Just out and about. (laughs) Just out and about. Motherfuckers will just talk to you. It's really crazy. It's crazy. But I just heard about May, December, May, December, May, December. It's such a weird movie. Such a weird movie. People loved it. People hate it. I'm like, oh, this is my type of movie. (laughs) And when it ended, I didn't get it. But each day that passes, I love it more and more. Think it's great. Big fan. Love that. Um, sorry, I'm looking around because my Amazon package is supposed to be like a block away. Do you get thieves? Do you have thieves who still? Amazon uh, they packages? won't. They won't. They won't leave it at my at the door. Oh, really? Why not? Because I'm I'm in an apartment building and they can't get in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no like they can't get into like a mail room. Yes. To like drop it off, they have to just like leave it fully outside, so they just won't do it. I understand. Which I appreciate, honestly. I don't want I don't want my stuff to get stolen. And this is like a four hundred dollar purchase. They should, so oh, the, never mind. I was gonna say they should throw it onto your balcony. You should write that in the notes. I have I I'm not joking. So I I'm upgrading my computer, and I bought a, a new CPU and a new GPU. Uh-huh. The GPU is about to show up, but the CPU got delivered like two weeks early while I was at work. And I got like a phone call from a number I didn't recognize that didn't answer. And then I got a text and it was like, hey, this is your Amazon driver. I can't get into your building. And I was like, 
Oh, uh, just toss it onto the balcony, <laughs> and and I'll come get it. <laughs> and so he put it on my balcony. Great. And then I Ubered, and I Ubered home, and I put it inside, and I Ubered back to work. Cause you can't can't have some some punk. Go. Cause this is like this is expensive. This is like two hundred dollars. Yeah. I wasn't about to just like leave it, you know. So I spent a little bit too much money, but it was, it was fine. worth it. It was worth it. Um, yeah. So I'll quickly, I'll start talking about my number. I'm just going to refresh this thing. Um, I'm, I mean, May, December. I just don't get it, man. I just really, I just don't think that's a good movie. You're not the only person I've talked to who's like, that movie's great. Why don't you like it? So, <laughs> Why don't you like it? <laughs> yeah. The, um, the alternate uh, title of the podcast. Why don't you like it? Why don't you like it? Or what was it? Andrew likes Andrew ex- telling Sam why he likes uh, bad movies, and a- Sam telling Andrew why why they like bad movies. No, it's why An- tell Andrew says why he likes good movies, and Sam says why Andrew likes bad movies. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, that's yeah that's the that's the world we live in. Um. Sorry, it just keeps saying that it's like a block away. And I'm trying to see if there's like a person showing up with my stuff because I just want to grab it and I don't want to have to start talking and stop talking. Okay. I'm just going to start talking and then I'm Ding sure that, that it shows up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my number six of the whole year is uh, Dropout. Uh, the, whole, the whole platform, all of their shows... Uh, are great. This is shows like I'm Actually, Game Changer, Dirty Laundry, Make Some Noise, Very Important People, um, uh, Play It By Ear. Just fucking incredible. Really, really impressive. Good comedy. I got, did, I, did. I gotta tell you, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just wanted to tell you. The movie Wordle, what is it called? Uh, there's a lot of Cinewordle. You set me one. Cinenerdle. Yeah, yeah. Kelly's obsessed. Yeah, Kelly's I love obsessed. that. I play it every day. I play it every day. It's great. <laughs> we gotta send each other. We gotta do links. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But Dropout TV is so funny. It has brought me so much joy this year. I rewatch Make Some Noise and and uh, I'm actually in Game Changer constantly. This is also where like Dimension 20 is on there. Yes. Uh, Dimension 20 this year hasn't been hitting for me, but Fantasy High Junior Year just started last night. So I'm going to start watching it and hopefully it's back, you know, but Dropout just as a whole platform. I really so like incredible. Actually. I'm actually so much fun. Game Changer's one of the gra- Game Changer is the best game show ever made. It's so good. It's so funny. Have you seen The Price is Right? Have you seen Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? I've seen all of those things. Game Changer is so much better. Episodes of Game Changer are like ingrained in my... Yes or No is amazing. Do I Hear One Dollar? I think is one of the best episodes of television ever. Um, It's so good. It's so funny. It just brings me so much joy to watch this show. Um, And it's it's... Yeah, it's incredible. Everyone just watch. There's a bunch of stuff on YouTube for free. It's censored, but you can watch it. 
uh, and you'll just hear bleeps where they say swears. Or you can pay, I'm not joking, $5 a month to get access to all of it. To every episode of I'm Actually, every episode of Game Changer, every episode of Make Some Noise, all every every single episode of all of these shows. Uncensored, there's bonus content. It's so good. They've had a killer year. They doubled their subscriber numbers this year. Right. They are they are running their company in a really great way. They're doing profit sharing this year because they made so much money that they were like, we can share this profit. Everyone gets like a great bonus for doing all this stuff. Great. And it's just like, oh, so good. So amazing. Um, really, really cannot overstate how special and how good um, dropout TV stuff is. Everyone, please check it out. It's so, so funny. It's so, so good. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, my number five is The Bear. The Bear. Did you watch The Bear? Not at all. Okay. I gotta say. You watch The Bear. I wanna say this. <laughs> I bet the, the curse would be all over this list, too. But the bear and the curse have the same thing. Kelly wants me to watch it with her. <laughs> ah, I got it. Yeah. It's, then it's like, okay, so when do you want to watch this? We, well, we're already watching yeah. Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, the bear. It's so good. the The second season, like I love the first season. I watched both seasons this year. I watched. I randomly decided to watch the first season. The second season started airing like two months later, um, two three months later, and just such a good show. So incredible. So much fun. The story is great. The writing is super fun. Um, The characters are amazing. I love the. I love everything about the show. The the care that it has. The time it takes to do all this stuff. So good. Cannot wait for season three. Uh, they start shooting it in a couple months. I'm really, really excited. I mean, I gotta watch um, it. People love it so much. I really, I know nothing about nothing about Jeremy Allen White. Ah, I haven't so seen good. him act. I haven't. For, I, at the Golden Globes, I was like, he's not British. He's not Australian. He's not. I thought he was something no. else. No, um, he's just a guy. He's just a good old guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know Australian. Oh, that's my package. I'll be back. It's terrifying. Uh, yeah, the bear. Watch the bear. Everyone, watch the bear. It's gonna please. happen. It will probably happen this winter. It's so so good. It's, it's so fun, and it's short. It's that's short. what it, that's what keeps it's short. Kelly's saying the same thing. She's like, let's just binge it in a day. <laughs> you can the first season you can get through in like four hours. It's like Kills of a Flower Moon. Plus 30 minutes. Plus 30 minutes. <laughs> but like, and you get a whole season of TV. It's so good. How long is Rebel it's so Moon good. One? I need to. Re- we don't remember, need to talk about that. Remember right to, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> but to put into my week, I need to remember to. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we also have to figure out when we're going to do that. Because we'll have to time it so that we're both still intoxicated. Yes. Yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Probably. Sunday night. Sunday night. Gotta figure it out. Uh, I'll be back in Terrytown. <laughs> so You're know. back in Terrytown. It's two hours and fifteen minutes uh, of drinking heavily. 
Uh, yeah, the bear is great. Um, what's your number five? My number five. David Fincher's The Killer. It is... A banger. A banger. It's great. Everything I wanted a David Fincher movie to be. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. We also did an episode on that exactly, not too long pretty ago. Recently. We don't need to go too much into it, but fuck, that movie's great. Uh, that movie's really, really good. Um, I also forgot to put in my disappointments Napoleon, actually. I was disappointed <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> just, just a thought. It's of just so like, oh, forgettable man. you forgot to put it in your disappointments. Same, right? Yeah. Not that I was like that excited for it, but like I like seeing a Ridley Scott movie. Ridley you know? Scott's the go. It's either greatest movie of all time or you get Napoleon. Oh, Andrew. What? You just disconnected from the thing. I'm still recording. Is your inter- did your internet click Maybe. off or something? Is it Maybe I know the internet's been acting up here. Oh no. I get the messages. Can you check your? Can you check the Wi-Fi on your on your laptop? It's still saying it, it. It's working. It's looking for a network. Actually, now that I see oh, Wi-Fi yeah, on, just just why I said it. Looking for a network. Went back. Wi-Fi on. Uh oh. Should I disconnect and reconnect? Uh-oh. Uh yes. Oh oh, you just popped back on my screen. It went back on my screen too. Okay. Then maybe we're okay? Maybe we're okay. We know this won't happen in Terrytown. <laughs> <laughs> this won't happen when we're drunk. Which would be even more annoying. Uh, hopefully we didn't miss anything. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, man, The Killer's great. Go listen to our episode about it. We can we can rant and rave about that movie. Um, do you want to do your screenplay slash story? Yes, I do. <clears throat> um so my honorable mentions Takashi yeah. Yame Zaki Yame Zaki Godzilla my, minus one um, right. okay Sammy Birch and Alex McClintic May, December. Okay. Um, again, it's number one on a lot, but we have, we know, this is a long episode. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. I love it, but mm. we'll talk about it. Great, great screenplay. Yeah, we'll Probably the greatest it. screenplay he's ever read. Uh, yeah. But these are honorable mentions. We don't need to get into it. Yes. So my number three is yeah. Sealed Song, Past Lives. Oh, Yes! A great script. A great script. Incredible. A great script. Incredible script. Beautiful movie. Ugh. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. We're Later. going to talk about this higher Beautiful. on my list. Um, so we don't need to get too much into it, but holy shit. Yeah, dude. It's really good. My number two, um, Andrew Kevin Walker, the killer. Ah, a great, great script. The reason as well. why I subbed out Christopher Nolan. This is David Fincher's uh, Oppenheimer. 
And a lot of it is the script, I really think. The way it's this... It's a narrative film, but it's this weird anthology as well. It's just David Fincher's direction, but also... I think the script is incredible. Yeah. And he wrote Seven. First time working together against it, Seven. Wow, that's cool. Ugh. David Fincher's the GOAT. And my number yeah. one screenplay. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, Barbie. Really? Really. I have a lot of issues with what? this movie. Yeah, can you tell me what uh, what the... Um... What is it that like made this this one stand out for you? It is, you know, I need to know this reviewer's name, but I love it. It is a doll. It's based on a doll. Like, never yeah. forget it's a doll. It's still a commercial. Yeah. But it's some real talent. And I think one thing that I think that is such a success. I want to talk about this now. Uh, a success in Hollywood right now is that you can find people who can do the business side, but also has the art side to back it up. I think Greta Gerwig mm. with Noah Baumbach has really done that. Like, I know you disagree yeah. with this. I think maybe the best person who's ever done it. I think it's almost objective. James Cameron. I think Jay, it is, it is something he, no, he knows how to balance the, the art and the marketing. I don't like his art, but I understand. I understand what you are saying. Yes. And it is so amazing to see Greta Gerwig has been an indie darling for 10 years. Yeah. And turned around and made a movie that is smart, that speaks to everybody that has a struggle that people can relate to, but is also fun and like is memorable and quotable. And yeah, has entered the pop, culture zeitgeist and it is incredible and i think a lot of it is that script i think it is the work of both of them uh greta gerwig and noah bombback that just made something that will be remembered forever absolutely yeah that's great i yeah i didn't realize how how much you how highly you thought of of that screenplay yeah it's a great screenplay don't get me wrong i'm not like saying you're wrong i was just like surprised that's very nice very well said, Andrew. Thanks, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Very good job, dude. Um, my honorable mentions for uh, screenplays. I don't have everyone's names written down just because I I was rushing through this one. Um, Chris Nolan's Oppenheimer, uh, Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, and Kevin Coogler, I think, for Creed Three. Uh, Ari Aster for Bo's Afraid. Celine Song for Past Lives. Uh, the Killer, uh, Daniel and Michael Philippou for Talk to Me, um, and then all there's so many writers for Spider Verse, but across the Spider Verse, yeah. Um, those are my ones. I also maybe Infinity Pool. I remember I like that script a lot. Yeah, it is a good script. It's a good script. That movie sh- could be better, but that's a good script. Um, my number three. We already talked about it. I don't want to get too much into it. Um, we did an episode on it, but uh, Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola for Asteroids, uh, Asteroid City. Great script. Um, great script. Really love this movie. Really love everything that it's doing. Love the script. Um, number two is all of the writers on the bear, but very specifically, Joanna Kahlo and Christopher Storer for the episode Fishes in the second season. 
they basically just do a short a short film in the middle of their TV show. I love it that when they do you that. Could really just watch fishes and be like, oh wow, this is like really good. Um, I was talking, me and my friend Ash caught up and got some drinks uh, last week. Uh, was really lovely, and they are also obsessed with the bear. So we talked about the bear for I think an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and we talked a lot about this episode, and they were like, this could be a play. This could just be. You could just put this on stage with very little adaptation and you would be totally fine. This is a, this is like just, it introduces all the characters. There's conflict, there's resolution, there's all this stuff. And it just, it's, oh, it's so good. I will not spoil it because I know Andrew's going to watch it. I don't want to ruin anything, but. Oh, when the dinner is happening. Oh, everything that happens at that dinner is Great. so good. Amazing. So, so good. So yeah, big, big shout outs. Um, and then my number one is, again, there's too many writers to list, uh, but it is every writer on season four of Succession. How could I, I knew you had it up there, so that's why I was like, oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll just do Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, oh. We're going to talk about Succession later, but holy shit, this fucking script is so good. I've been re-watching it over the past few days, this this last season, just to like jog my memory um and by god what a show what a script what like everything the about the story show. the everything everything yeah. but jesse armstrong and his crew you can tell yeah. and, hey look it up maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but you can tell there's a lot of different people in that writer writer's room you know there's a lot of people from different walks of their lives 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 different, or sorry, 18 different, uh, sorry, some people are listed twice for some reason, uh, 17 different writers across the whole, across the whole show. Um, oh, sorry. I'm just... You're fine. It is, yeah, incredible writing. One of the best, you know. I'm going to say this a lot, but one of the best pieces of writing maybe I've ever seen. It's so impressive. And like the quips and the, and like, it's the little moments that really do it for like, obviously the overarching story and the characters and and all that sort of stuff is so well done, but it's those little moments that, that really sell how good this show is that they've really put so much thought into each and every little moment. Just like, uh, uh any any scene with tom and greg little tiny quips between people roman just like making fun of somebody and then walking away like there's so many of these little tiny little things that whether they're written in or improvised or a mix of both just oh it's good it's so good um um yeah what i like and the characters it is something that you can love these people so much and then you just hear something you're like but also yeah they're like evil they're also like evil like they're horrible i love jerry i love jerry so much but also like jerry shiv's godmother that's that's her canon yeah so like she's probably changed roman's diapers like she completely and utterly manipulates him completely fully Uh uh-huh nothing like well, kind of. Well, no. Yeah, you for, they're all horrible, and you forget and, that uh, in this whole mosaic of 
life and uh uh yes yeah we're gonna talk a lot about succession um uh that was screenplay story i'll do to my number four uh we're reaching we're reaching the top here uh my number four thing of the whole year is uh celine song's past lives yes um i rewatched this movie yesterday and i really liked this movie back when i saw it in the summer really really loved it uh but something about it yesterday really got to me uh it was really making me quite emotional just thinking about it now is actually making me kind of get emotional um this movie is really beautiful it's really incredible i think i just want to read what i wrote on letterbox because i think it sums up a lot of how you feel my thoughts on this movie in a better way than i could probably re-express right now the person who leaves oh so good um so yeah uh this is this is what i have to say about this movie uh a movie about the ever-present question mark a love story not about people but about your own life i spend probably too much time thinking about what would have happened if i had made different choices if someone else had made different choices if things hadn't worked out the way they have I think I spent a lot of time hating slash disliking my life because I thought it could be better if something else had happened. If something hadn't happened, if things had been just so ever slightly different. Um, but maybe it's okay to love the life that you have, to have ended up here and to be happy, to be love, to love and to be loved. No matter what, this will always be another past life. Uh, why'd um, you write that? I didn't see that. <laughs> I wrote this yesterday. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> going to like it right now is it the last uh, thing you put uh yeah <sighs> it's uh like. yeah this movie <laughs> this movie really really was something special um really beautiful i think the performances from from all three of our of our leads are incredible um and this movie makes me just like yeah as i said in that in that little review i think i have spent a lot of time thinking about you know the different ways that the things could have gone yes. um especially like you know i had to move back to canada and do all this stuff and so many different things could have gone differently um and i think i've spent a, a lot of time being really sad about that but recently, and over the past couple months, this isn't just like something that I realized yesterday, but I have been falling in love with my own life. Yeah. And that has been really nice. I don't, I don't know if I've ever really felt this way. Mm-hmm. Um, to be happy about like where I'm at and like being able to see my friends and, and having my loving partner and like all these little things that I'm just like, maybe... Maybe I'll be okay. We gonna be all right. Maybe, yeah. We we gonna be all right. Um, and yeah, this movie just yesterday really, really just made me realize that I have been thinking about that for a while. And yeah, I think it is a great movie to to watch and to experience in that way. Incredible. Yeah. The Globe showed that might not get a lot of awards, but I do hope it gets. It a won't lot get of no. I hope it gets a lot of nominations. I hope Celine Song gets to do more beautiful stuff. I hope Greta Lee gets to do more bigger roles like this. Uh, Cause just everyone's really, really fantastic. 
um, the guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy, the main guy in it, he's already like a pretty famous Korean actor. Mm. He's doing a lot of stuff. Um, but it was really nice to see him do like this role. And now I want to go watch his other movies. Um, I think he's in Decision to Leave, which I really want to see. I wanted to see it so badly. Just never got yeah. around to it. Yeah, I just never got around to it. But I'm pretty sure he's in that one. I, I don't feel like it popped up on, on the... Yeah, Past Lives is beautiful. Um, it's great. If you yeah, he's in de- yeah, he's in Decision to Leave, uh, which I really, really want to see. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen Past Lives, please watch it. It's really beautiful. It's really, really good. Um, it will make you cry, but it's it good. will. It's a good it, cry. Much like it will make you think about life. It will make you think about it's what this art form can do best. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also for Celine Song's first fucking movie. That was deep in there. Have we, it was deep have in we seen a better... Uh, have we seen, like, a better debut since, like, Get Out? What? Like, we love Creed 3. But, like, this is, cr- this is crazy yeah. to be your first movie. How do they know each other? brother and sister and that's his friend are they all old friends <laughs> is that that's what that's oh it. at the beginning yeah 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 oh it's so good gorgeous 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 film yeah past lives fantastic um your number four my number four i do think this is the best movie of the year i have other things that are higher because I'm a, I'm a complex person, but... No, I get it. I understand. I think bar for bar. Killers of the Flower Moon. It is... Yeah. Uh, it is like... From someone that you expect nothing but the best. Still giving you just a little bit more. It's a movie that stays with you. It's so, Yeah. His movies linger. It is... Yeah such a thoughtful film and such a, I know more than one person who says, again, we'll talk about it sooner, sooner, sooner than later. But I know mm-hmm. people who are like, I didn't like it. Cause like, why do they paint them as so dumb? The indigenous people, why, why are they so dumb? And it's just, it's not dumb. It's that primal hope that your neighbor won't grab a rock and crush your head. It's that hope. Yeah. And what happens when people betray it? The ramifications, and it is so nuanced and complex. Ugh. Yeah, I, I love And Lily Gladstone, too. and Robert De Niro, and Leo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Everyone's so good. It is. Um, yeah, I... Uh, this movie's so good. I... I don't know. We haven't done an episode on it, but this is something that that I will probably talk about a bit more when we do an episode on it. Um, when I was watching this movie, I was ha- I was like, man, this movie's great. This is so good. All this stuff. I was really into everything that was going on, but I wasn't sure where it was leading. I didn't know where. I was like, where are we going with this? What are we like ultimately trying to say? Because Martin Scorsese doesn't just do movies to like tell a story. Yeah. Right, some some movies are just there to tell a story, and that's fine. And I love, and a lot of those movies are fantastic. 
but Martin Scorsese is not one of those directors. He yes. does movies to like make a point. And so I was like, what is the point that we're getting to? And then you get to the radio show at the end. And then you get to Martin Scorsese reading the obituary. And I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, I, I'm in, Marty. You got me. You know exactly what to do. It's crazy how good this movie is. I think this this uh, Martin Scorsese, a man whose who's top, top movies of all time list could be varied. I think this will be in everybody's top three. Ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah. A great film. Great film. Uh, your number three? My number three was Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. A it, film that was unavailable to watch in Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw it at the Lincoln Square IMAX, and it was a packed house. Can I tell you a fun story? It's something I think of about all the time. So there was this woman. She was black. <laughs> the race doesn't matter, <laughs> but it does. And but, it, but here we go. So I'm like three to the end. It's me, another person, and then this woman and her friend. And then it's the end mm-hmm. of the aisle. And it's a three-hour-long movie. It's a three-hour-long documentary about how Beyonce has really just became Beyonce in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time someone got up for the bathroom, she would go, oh, oh, come on, oh, come on, oh. She was one of these people. Oh, you know, sucks. Not the first time I've seen one of these people won't be the last. Uh, and there was this woman. It was a white woman. She's like maybe four down, four uh, rows or seats down from me. Okay. And you've been to the Lincoln Square IMAX. It's big. She gets uh-huh. up. She's crossing through. Woman's like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Goes, goes to the restroom. I see from the corner of my eye. She goes all the way to the other side and makes it's a packed house. Makes everyone else. No. <laughs> no. You can't. You can't do that. You can't do that, dude. What the fuck? I get it. I got up to pee. It's a three hour long movie. I don't like getting off. I don't like knowing I'm disturbing someone. So you're going to disturb everyone? It's just, I don't know. There's just something about You're seven it. in. Just, oh my God. He went all the way to the other side of that. That's so funny. There's like 40 seats in a row. Like, uh-huh. You know this. I just want to w- make sure everyone else knows. There's like 40 yeah. seats. Yeah. She disturbed 30 people she didn't have to. She disturbed like 34. That's so funny. That's so funny. (laughs) That's so funny. So maybe... Is that why you like this movie so much? (laughs) It is really... I've always liked Beyonce. The Renaissance album was in my Tips and Tops last year. Uh, Oh. But I've loved... Lemonade. I didn't watch Homecoming, but I was aware of it. I knew what it was all about. 
Um, <laughs> this, it was watching this that made me go, wow, Beyonce is a once in a lifetime artist. It is, she mm. is so, and I keep, whenever I go on my Beyonce rants uh, now in front of Kelly, I always say my big thing. And also, she's from Texas. <laughs> she's from Texas. <laughs> She's a Texas girl like, like, like me. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's such a fun tour. You see an artist get a little glimpse. She does have a point. She does want to show this free black woman at the height of her, you know, career doing whatever mm-hmm. she wants, using the biggest sets, having the best crew. But also, it's just having a good time. It's just... It's still just a groovy time. Mm-hmm. Seeing an artist work like that, seeing a film, I've seen behind the scenes documentaries and featurettes. On, I've seen that before, but seeing yeah, just the rigor and and the passion behind these little minute details in the show, and mm-hmm. seeing them, you know, the way the movie works is that you see her talk about the performance, and then you see the performance. Oh, that's cool. That's, and to see it all play out like that. And it was, yeah. Also, again, in that Lincoln Square IMAX, I've never heard the bass hit just as hard as mm, it was. That'd be cool. It was a great time. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Especially if you're a fan of Beyonce and music like this. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. I mean, I'll try to watch it if and when it's available yeah. in, in Canada. It's not like top of my list, obviously, because I'm not a documentary person or a Beyonce person. Yeah. So. But, but you I, respect I, both things. Sounds, you are. I respect both things, and I respect you as a person, and I want to know <laughs> the stuff that you like. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, my number three is. Another album. This is uh, Why Would I Watch by Hot Mulligan. Uh, did you listen to this I one as well? I did listen to this one as well. Yeah. Uh, so Hot Mulligan is kind of, has been around for a while, uh, has been doing good stuff for a good chunk of time, um, but has really they... kind of hit uh, a higher level of like popularity and, and talent with this album. Um. And a lot of people are like, they were kind of in the like Midwest emo genre Mm -hmm. space for a long time, but people are saying that they're, they're kind of leaving behind some of that influence and, and kind of moving into a new space. So people have been calling this like one of the first, like, um, uh, post emo bands, Ooh, uh, which is kind of interesting people. Yeah. So this is kind of like, like the glimpse into like the future of what like Midwest emo and emo music is going to look like probably uh, because they've just like taken off in popularity. Um, And while I said earlier, like hell mode, I think is the most impressive album of this year. I think why would I watch is just like so much fun. They are just having a blast making these songs and they're emotional and they're interesting and they're just and they're catchy and they're just like they're high energy and they just get you going. Um, but they can they when you start listening to the lyrics, like you realize, like, oh, he's talking about like his grandmother who has Alzheimer's and doesn't remember him, and like his own paranoia and how he's trying to deal with it and living alone in an apartment for the first time, and like his pet rat dying, and like all this sort of stuff, like that's just like emotional, but he's he's doing all this stuff, and I and I think it's just like 
existing in this genre space that's really fun and i've been getting more into that like midwest emo and emo genre Mm -hmm. recently um (laughs) partly because of of this album and and i just it's so high because like i listen to these songs all the time and and uh, like hot mulligan was the first time i've ever not had wonder years as like my top artist for the year yeah uh was because of this album um it's just great it's just great it's a fun time it's you know what 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 do you what did you think of it? I know it's not I your liked genre it. Space, it's but... not, it's not. But I hearing how you related to it, I understand where it lands in your top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, not just top, your top five, your top three. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's. What do you think? Like this ranks within like the Wonder Years. Because I know how much, and I've listened to their their albums, how mm. much you just, not just love it, but like, relates to you. It speaks to you. Yeah. Where does that lie? Is there something that, was the artist's name again? Hot Mulligan? Uh, Hot Mulligan, yeah. <laughs> Hot Mulligan? Is there something, like, what aspect, I guess? Because I feel like Wonder Years, not to put words in your mouth or speak for you, like, speaks to your adolescence so well like speaks to how what were you gonna say please Uh, yes i deconstruct Uh, my friend (laughs) no no this is what are we here for baby um yeah wonder years i love i will always love the wonder years they're still they're always going to be my favorite band um the thing that i love about the wonder years and why i relate to them is like that dan is about 10 years older than i am and so he's writing about these problems that he's like having kind of 10 years apart from me mm-hmm. kind of always. And so, but I'm still able to relate to them. Like, like in uh, the hum goes on forever. The album last year, he's talking about having kids and being married and doing all this stuff and thinking and trying to think about art and all this sort of things. And it's stuff that I'm thinking about at 26, but it's not like happening quite yet. Yes. You know, so it's like this weird thing of like, oh, I'm still going to be thinking about this stuff in 10 years because he's still thinking about it in 10 years. I don't have to like it it feels more like I don't have to figure this out right now. And I love the way that he I just think Dan Tank Campbell's an amazing poet and writer in general. So that's that's the that's that. Um, But Hot Mulligan, it's not so much that I can always relate to the music or the lyrics in Hot Mulligan. Sometimes I can. Sometimes I definitely can. Um, but this feels more like somebody around my own age who's kind of grappling with with some of the stuff that I'm grappling with. Not in the same way. And he has very different issues than I do. But like the song Betty about his pet dying. I can't listen to that song without tearing yeah. up. Like I just skip it. Right? It's not on my playlist. Right? Yeah. I just can't listen to that song anymore. Um, but then songs about like, you know, seeing your old home and, and be, and wondering what's going on there and like all this sort of stuff. I think that's stuff that I think about a lot. And so it's wonder years is kind of this like life spanning artist for me and hot mulligan feels like, Oh, we're kind of at the same place. Obviously he's like successful and doing his thing and blah, blah, blah. He's touring musician. And I'm just like some bartender in Edmonton, Alberta, but like, those issues feel very like, Oh, someone my own age is talking about this stuff. 
and is like doing okay yeah you know that's i think that's kind of the difference between those two in the way that i relate to it yeah yeah but it's a great album check it out if you want if you want to listen to some cool emo music um so we'll do my performances my performances of the year a bunch of honorable mentions here we got uh the cast of the bear uh we have robert down jr and oppenheimer we got Joaquin Phoenix in Both Afraid. We have uh, Jacob Elordi and Kaylee Spaney in Priscilla. Uh, we have the entire cast of Poor Things. Uh, Michael Fassbender in The Killer. Uh, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie in Barbie. Uh, Lily Gladstone in Kills of the Flower Moon. And all four of the brothers in uh, The Iron Claw. Did you see The Iron Claw? I did. Oh, what would you think? It's a, it's good. I didn't love it. Oh, I, it, it didn't really hit for me in the way that I think other it was hitting for other people. Having not grown up with siblings and not ever played sports, um, and I also there was I have some problems with it, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to celebrate the good stuff. So the four brothers. And the performances, the the four brothers in the Iron Claw, great performances. I just think the movie wasn't. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, my number three performances of the year is the entire cast of Succession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. They're just good. We've been talking about it all, all this episode. We've been talking about it all year. That's They're just so good. They're yeah. just so good. It really is. <clears throat> but it's so good. It's so, so yeah. good. Uh, oh, sorry. I thought you were gonna say something. You were looking at me. Oh, I'm just, I'm just moving on to the next. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the cast of Succession. Don't you worry. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two is uh, Greta Lee in Past Lives. Great performance, right? Amazing performance. Really, really stood out. Um, yeah, really incredible. Like one of the most subtle performances. Yeah, small and intimate and inviting and heartbreaking. So, yeah, heartbreaking and just and just beautiful all around. Um, in a beautiful movie, and and she really is such a good anchor for it. And it's uh, what a, a phenomenal performance. I really and I loved Greta Lee and a lot of other stuff. Russian Doll, Spider Verse, all the other Big stuff. Big birthday baby. In. What is it? Ha- uh. Yeah, birthday, birthday baby. Who who knew? Who knew? <laughs> birthday who knew? baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just so good. Uh, and then my number one, uh, Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer. Right. <laughs> it's the best performance. It's the best performance of his career. It's it's the best of the year. It's so good. I've seen the holdovers so on Friday, so I'll let you know if our boy Paul, if our boy Paul has something to say about it. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't think I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I haven't even seen it. I don't think he does. I don't think I don't think anyone holds a fucking candle to Killian Murphy this year. Um it's so good. It's so so good. It's so powerful. Every moment is filled with just yeah. He's he's one of the he's one of the best working he has been for a for long, a long time. time. And it's so nice to see him like 
get a meaty, meaty roll like this and just knock it out of the fucking park the whole time. It's, I am like, remember 28 days later? Like, yeah, that's dude. the thing. Like, remember Sunshine? That's my thing. Yeah, and it's crazy. He was given such a big role. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Incredible. Yeah, it's so good. And it's it's a it's a role, it's a performance that I feel like part of why that movie is so good. Obviously, Chris Nolan is an amazing director. He got amazing people to be in this movie. But it really feels like Everyone saw Killian Murphy like really bringing it. Yes. And everyone else was like, oh, I got to get to his level. Yes. Oh, we all have to match him or this movie doesn't work. You know. And everyone did it. Ugh. It's funny. Uh, Gary Oldman, he was doing an interview somewhere and he said, yeah, I just did my day. I did my shoot like in one day. I didn't yeah. really get the gravity of it until I saw the movie. I was like, oh God, I didn't realize how how massive this is. And it works for yeah. his his Truman. It, for yeah. him to just be like, your hands are dirty. Get this crybaby yeah, out of here. Get this crybaby out of here. It oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful performance. Beautiful, beautiful performance. Uh, what, are your, what are your top... What are your performances? So, uh, mine is honorable mentions Michael B. Jordan in Creed Three. <laughs> yes, yeah. Honestly, I, Michael B. Jordan and and Jonathan Major should be in my honorable mentions too. Um, Keanu Reeves for John Wick Four. It's funny. Oh, okay. I love someone on Twitter. You know, Twitter people. They were like, Keanu Reeves only spoke ninety two words and got paid you know, $32 million, whatever it was to do it. (laughs) That doesn't, it's like a hundred thousand dollars per word. And then I also saw on Twitter, a reply to it said, yeah, I think he's doing something else. (laughs) (laughs) I think he might be doing something, some other stuff. And I think as a culmination to like just action films. And I feel like as an artist, Keanu Reeves really did great. Audible mentioned, had to mention him. Um, Emma Stone in Poor Things. We talked about her yeah. recently. And so another good. audible mention, because I knew he'd land somewhere on a list. Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. What else do we got to say? Beautiful. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, my number three. All of these are conjoined, but <laughs> we'll get there. Number three, mm-hmm. Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman, and Charles Melton in May, December. I think all three great stellar amazing performances i hope to see them around okay. uh, award season <laughs> yeah, um my number two robert de niro and lily gladstone in killers of the flower moon i did exclude yeah, leo fucking... but hey he's good you know but i think but de niro and de niro and gladstone fucking take it number I think it's his best performance, Robert De Niro. It is such a yeah. beautiful subtle that you can only get from 80-year-old Robert De Niro. It is something yeah, that absolutely. is beautiful. And then Lily Gladstone is the heart of this movie. Everything that yeah. works is through her eyes and through that. 
I think one of the most, the laugh that she gives with Leonardo DiCaprio, what does he say? Uh, he's like, she says something in uh oh uh, at the beginning yeah. that that must be that must be indian for handsome, handsome devil. devil and that laugh it tells you everything you need to know it's so yeah. brilliant oh it's so good and number one the whole cast of succession from logan mm-hmm. roy to jess from and yeah. everyone in between yeah it's so good I've never seen acting like this. I've said this for every time I brought up Succession. Uh-huh. I, I really... And the first season of the show, it's good. It's really good. It's great. It's, great. it's so good. Buckle up, fucklehead. But That's season one. It evolves into something so much that you... Like, I hate to say this, but like you only see it on stage. I feel like this is the only time I've ever seen stage acting put on film and it translates. Yes. It's the only time yeah, in my 100%. whole life I've ever seen that. It feels so raw yeah. and real. It's so good. I, I can't like, honestly, my moments could <laughs> have been the entire season. All of succession. Like, it's so insane how good this fucking show is. I know we're going to talk about it soon, but like, the performances really fucking sell it. Like I cannot get over uh, Kieran Culkin in, in uh, Connor's wedding, Sarah Snook and Matthew McFadden having the fight at the tailgate party. Like, cause you're broken. Uh, that hand gesture. Uh, cause you're broken. Here's a snake as a, as a gift, Tom. Where does it tie? Why aren't you laughing? Why aren't you laughing? Fucking get his ass. Be a good person to raise children. Well, that's not very nice to say. Oh, <laughs> it's so good, dude. And every moment that that uh, fucking Jeremy Strong is like getting himself all pumped up and so like in it. Like, can we do let's do clouds? Can we do clouds? And it all every time it crumbles in front of it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I wouldn't have said oh, that, it's so good. but. <laughs> it's so it's so good and i like weird sex and bad drugs i'm a complicated guy something i say oh mother cover your ears that's something i say all the time where's your kids uncle logan where's your kids on your big special day where's your old man huh where's your old man still sucking cock down by the county fair <laughs> It's so good. Good lord. Why? <laughs> and Greg just takes ah. it. Ah. Just everyone's just vim and vigor. Just it's so alive. It's palpable. It's We were we were joking that it could get flushed down our toilet. Yes, that is that very is funny. A very funny joke. <laughs> that is a very funny joke. <laughs> it's so good. It sure as fuck. Ah, so does it say shiv? Oh my god! Anyway, um, uh, do we want to say our number two together? Because it's the same. It's the same thing. One, two, three. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Both movies are great. It would have been on its list individually, but what I loved even more than the movie was just 
as someone who's loved movies their whole lives, it was just. Yeah. I don't do social media posts to my to my detriment. Andrew Thomas comedy, it's gonna pop off. I'm telling you, this is the year. Andrew <laughs> Thomas comedy, go subscribe. This is the year. This is the year, baby. Let's <laughs> go, go subscribe. But I don't do social media. Barbenheimer, I had to, I had to sneak in because it was that big of a moment. Everyone was doing it. It, it was that weekend was so beautiful. Like I really, I cannot get over how. And you're right. You mentioned it. You mentioned it when it was on your moments of like, yes, it was, you know, the writer's strike had been going on. The actors were just, were just beginning their strike. And we get this shining light of like new, interesting, phenomenal movies that are opening on the same day. And everyone is going to see them. Like, didn't you, you told me that this, like, if you combine them, it's like the third highest yes. grossing opening weekend ever. I think it's it's behind both of the Infinity War movies, Star Wars and uh, Force Awakens, and then it's Barbenheimer. It's the fourth Which biggest is, weekend. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's so, and it and it as yeah, as somebody who has been in love with movies forever, to see everybody going to the movies and not going to see. The new Spider-Man and not going to see the new Batman, whatever. Like, whatever. I want to see the, the, the fucking movies. Like, these are movies. This isn't Star the amusement Wars park rides. That, like, that's not what we're doing. We're going to see fucking movies. And yes, Barbie is obviously an IP and it's owned by a bigger corporation. And it's blah, a blah, book. Blah. But it's still like... It's still, I, but it's movies. Like, it's movies. That could only be told on film. <laughs> yeah, it's... And they're so much... And they're so good... Like both of these movies, Barbie is so much fun. It's just a bit, it's a blast from start to finish with some beautiful storytelling, with some amazing jokes. Great craftsmanship, just the sets. Yeah, the sets, the costumes, all of it is so good. And then you pair it with one of the greatest movies ever, like this Oppenheimer, this epic Chris Nolan at the top of his game, Killian Murphy delivering one of the best performances I've ever seen. Makes you tear up. Makes you tear up. It's just, oh, it's just a perfect little weekend. And I got to like, like I went with like a bunch of friends. Like we went to go see Oppenheimer. Then we went to go play arcade games for a couple hours. Then we went to go see Barbie. And we were just like, what a good day. What a good day we all got to have seeing these movies. This is amazing. Everyone's dressed in pink and going to see these movies. I like watching Oppenheimer and seeing the entire crowd in like pink Barbie and Ken outfits was just like, I love, ooh, I love, I love the movies. <laughs> it's so good. It's so touching. It's so good. Yeah. What a, what a weekend. What a weekend. And, and two phenomenal films. Yes. You said it best. Uh, uh, <sighs> next are our directors, right? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to say your directors? Uh, honorable mentions. It's going to be uh, Chris McQuarrie. For Mission Impossible, Death Reckoning Part One, right? Incredible that yep. that jump. You said it for your moments, but that cliff jump is just that that fucking motorcycle jump is so. That cool. last act of the movie is so just you don't you don't get anything like it. They blew up, they blew up a real bridge. They paid a real European town millions of dollars to blow up a real bridge. For us for us for us. <laughs> Movies, man. Uh, movies. 
another Mike Mike Mylod, Jesse Armstrong, and all the everyone who was involved. Yeah. Um, the director of Hustlers directed a great episode post Carter's wedding. That episode, I forget her name. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I uh, I'll find great, it. Great, yeah, great direction all the way around. And Beyonce for for uh, her documentary. Uh, Lauren Scafaria. Lauren Scafaria. Incredible. I think, yeah. yeah. And Beyonce for the Renaissance film. The way she cuts it together really is, again, next level artist. Um, I have yeah. to say, my directors, it's pretty, it's pretty embarrassing. I feel like over the past decade, I've evolved and grown as a person. But it's quite embarrassing, my directing. Gotta say. <laughs> Number three, okay. David Fincher. Yeah. The killer. Uh-huh. Really great. Number two. Really great. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And number one, Christopher Nolan. Because I'm a dweeb. Because I'm a loser. Because I'm a dud. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. What do you want from me? But honestly. What do you want from honestly, me? Honestly. It's like all of them. It's like it's like one of their best yes. movies, if not their best movie. It's not my fault. This year, like you're not wrong to say those things. Uh, but yeah, you are a big old dweeb. It's great. Uh, it's not my fault. No, oh, what a what a list. Do you want to do you want to hear yeah. mine? <laughs> uh, okay, honorable mentions for directors: uh, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Michael B. Jordan for Creed Three. Uh, Daniel Michael Philippou for Talk to Me, David Fincher for The Killer, Yogo Lanthimos for uh, Poor Things, Ari Aster for Bo's Afraid, and Wes Anderson for Asteroid City. <laughs> and then my number three, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> the, the switch that we did was I put, I put Celine Song for Past yeah. Lives at number two. It's so good. Incredible, it's so good. We've talked about it. Work. It's so, so good. And then my number one is also Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Because <laughs> I'm also a dweeb. Because I'm also a dweeb. Um, my God, what a performance. Let's not under... What are the artists doing? What of his greatest works? He's old. You never know. Martin Scorsese. You never know. Every movie oh could God, be his yeah. last. But hopefully it's not. And he's he's using that to his advantage. Yes. Like, I, in a way that a lot of directors I don't think ever could like Martin Scorsese is I think very aware that he is nearing the end of his career with the Irishman with silence with killers of flower moon. It's like, Oh no, he needs to get some stuff off. his Yes. You know? Yeah. And I think more than anything else, killers of flower moon is Martin Scorsese trying to get some stuff off his chest. (laughs) Um, and it's, but it's so beautiful. It's such a incredible direction. What a good year for, for like, the boys, yes. you know? Yes, what a good year. <laughs> um, like, wild. And Spielberg released a movie this year. And fucking Michael Mann released a movie this year. What Spielberg movie came out this year? Color Purple? Did no, he, he did that? direct that. Oh, I thought he directed the remake, no, too. No, no, would have been sick. Would have been sick if he directed the remake, but... I th- He's producing it. Who directed the remake? Um, I forget the person's name, but they're acclaimed. They've done stuff. Directed it. Um, 
Blitz Basil. I don't know this person. I don't know this person at all. Anyway. Um, so not Spielberg. But we still got Michael Mann. We got David Fincher. There's just some, so, there's so many, many of fans. the of the Hall of Famers. And then Christopher Nolan yeah. really just made the best movie of his whole career. Really redefined yeah, himself true. all over again. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so curious what he's going to do next, dude. Tenet 2! So... Tenet 2! Let's go! Let's go! Double down! Who cares about that Peloton instructor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a good movie. I love Tenet. Tenant rips. Um, great. Yeah, I mean, and do we want to? Say- yeah, anything else on Oppenheimer? Our uh, our other greatest of the year. Oppenheimer is amazing. I'm I'm obsessed with this movie. You watched it yeah, again. I, watched it I the- was like, hell yeah, Sam. Yeah. I watched it for the third time uh, recently, and I was like, I think I'm just obsessed with this movie. I think I just love this movie a lot. I think it's just really good. Um. Yeah, wow, what a film. And Barbie's so much fun. I'm just kind of sick. A thing that I actually, I, I on the rewatch of Barbie that I, I hadn't noticed before is um, they they use the, the what was I made for piano like throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like it keeps showing up and I didn't notice that the first time because I didn't know the song as well. But watching it the second time, I was like, oh, they like keep going back to that as like a theme. I thought that uh, and it's really impressive. It's really cool because it's so subtle. Yes. It's just quiet in the background sometimes of like scenes that it, it, you wouldn't expect it to be there. Yes. But it's just there and it's just nice. And it's just like, oh, movies. 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 But for the first time uh, in my life, not the first time, never forget Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. TV. But 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 fucking you want to say number it number one for the first time our number one's tied it's the same thing boom da fucking succession cuz it's so personal cuz like greatest show ever made we all have parents. We all have. Yeah. But yet. So what I love about this show, I might have said it when we did it, but uh, when we did the episode, sure. but they actually go to these beautiful places. They actually physically yeah. go to Italy. They go to uh, Switzerland. They go to the Alps. They go there, and yeah. then it's just their faces. It's just them. It's just another. So it could be on a stage, <laughs> like on a sound it stage. Could be on a stage. Could be on like a sound stage. It could be in a different mountain. <laughs> yeah, it could be somewhere easier to get to. But no, they fucking commit. It's a beautiful, beautiful show. You relate to so many it's of the so people, good. all their worst qualities. You relate to so well, and it's clearly universal. It's like it's clearly universal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just every we've been gushing about it this whole episode. We've been gushing about it all year. 
but this show is just it really is something special it feels special it feels different than anything else i've watched and i watch a lot of tv like i watch a lot of tv TV. and this is something different this is like like when i say greatest show ever made i fucking mean it it's greatest show ever made i say this sometimes it makes me believe in god God. that it's just all the right things Life might not be working out for some of you, but it's working out for this for this cast. <laughs> for just for it to come um, together. Yeah. And and to like change these people's lives. Like Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook, Matthew McFadden, all the people who are in this show, pretty much, have had successful careers, have been doing very well. You know, Jeremy Strong's in great movies, Brian Cox, one of the one of the greats. But like this is why well, I love launching them into the stratosphere. Why well, I love that, uh oh. sorry, you finish. No 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 Why well, I love Brian Cox says he's like I've like been in like movies, I've been nominated for awards, I've been I've done this at the highest level. I and people just didn't know who I was, and now that I accepted this one show, I can't enjoy dinner. I can't enjoy dinner outside. Like just because of this one show, I was nominated for Emmys for Tonys. Yeah, gave a like a career defined King Lear on the West End. Uh huh. Done all these things. He's, he's incredible. He was in X-Men too. I've loved him forever. Yeah, he's incredible. Like he's so good in so many different things. But Logan but Roy, Logan, is Logan Roy, Roy just came around. Yeah, that's so good. And I love the camera work and the and the. It's always you always feel like you're peering into every scene. You're never on the inside of any conversation. Oh, it's just I really thought after Game of Thrones, the week to week TV show would die. I really felt that. But Succession really That's so fair. Really showed. Remember when it was coming out week to week? I never thought Yes. Dude. I never thought that would happen with TV again. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I talked about this with my friend Danny when we when we saw each other a few weeks ago because um, we were just talking about stuff that that we liked and I was trying to convince her to, to um, watch succession um, and I was like ah but you you will kind of miss out on part of the experience because you won't be able to to watch it week to week and she was like ah, I don't really like watching stuff week to week I prefer when when I when it something comes out and I can watch all of it and my argument to her was like i think that works if the show is worse but if the show is good like really good like succession or andor or old game of thrones stuff or like breaking bad i think you need the week to week i think you need to be able to like watch um succession on sunday night and talk about it all yes week. right you know i remember that experience is so nice just to be and i do it with andor i'm excited to do it with andor when it comes out i think it's coming out this summer i cannot wait to to have that experience again to be like did you watch it have you watched it yet oh my god we need to talk about it what the fuck is happening like that that level of like talking about stuff and that that community and being able to like oh i have to avoid twitter until i watch it and then being able to jump on and see what everyone's talking about and see all the jokes and see all the stuff and just be like, ah, 
I love this. It makes you feel so connected to everybody else who's watching it. And I love talking to you about it every week. Like that really added to the experience of it. I would talk to somebody that I was at work with too about it. Cause I was like, this show is great, man. It's so good. It was just uh, the best. Best thing I've just ever seen. I remember after Connor's wedding, we recorded our never released Super Mario Brothers <laughs> um, episode. You could have told me to watch it. And no, you you were just like, Andrew, you're being so quiet. I was like, no, well, Kelly's asleep. But even if she wasn't, I'd be talking like this. Because I'm like, <laughs> distraught. You could have told me to watch it. Your dad's... We uh, could have delayed. Your dad's sick. What? <laughs> uh-huh. And I love that episode is is one of the best episodes of television. It's so good. It's so well done. All the performances are so you just get to that. I think that is the episode where you watch Kieran Culkin win his win his Emmy that he's going to win. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, even though I haven't it, seen it yet. Better call Saw Bob Odenkirk. He was on those picket lines. I was like, yeah, show up, Bob. Give it to Bob. I haven't even seen the show. Give it to Bob. Karen Culkin, I think it's going to take it. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Succession walks out of that room without a a good a good sweep, a good sweep. Um, yeah, man. I think we're going to be talking about Succession for the rest of, of our course. lives. Like, it was maybe one of the most important pieces of art of my entire life. It's crazy. It's so good, and it is just people in fucking boardrooms. Like talking shit. What do they say? Money and gossip. That's all yes. it is. Just money and gossip. Ah, oh, it's so good and so funny. Disgusting brothers, man. Disgusting brothers. Poor Bill Hader. It had no did no favors that it was right after. <laughs> did no favors to Barry. I still haven't finished the last season of Barry. Oh, you gotta finish it. He's Bill Hader's an artist. It just I don't know. It's a very disjointed show. That's my big complaint. It feels very disjointed. I st- yeah, that's uh, I still haven't finished it because it ended when Succession ended, and I couldn't bring myself to finish another art that I yeah. love. You know, so I'm still just like I don't know if I can finish Barry. I don't know if I've gotten over Succession not happening again. I need to know. You need to always know. You need to always know that you can know later. <laughs> it's one of the greatest yeah. things maybe ever made that I've ever seen. I love every aspect to it. I will be quoting it for the rest of my life. I've learned lessons. I learned things about myself. It is an incredible piece of work across the board. Yeah. 10 out of 10, no notes. <laughs> 10 out of 10 no something notes, to, Something to chase for the rest of my life. Okay. Is there anything else you want to mention before we... And just like that. You're disconnecting again. again. No, I'm here. I see it. I'm still going. It's not disconnected for me. Hello, hello? Oh, your, your like FaceTime keeps disconnecting oh, and that... I can't hear you and then you freeze and then you I'm disappear. I'm at 7%. Oh, okay. Uh, anything else you need to talk about before we... No, and just like that, 2023, goodbye. 
There it is. There it is. Goodbye, 2023. Uh, thanks so much for tuning into the podcast, everybody. Um, this is always my favorite episode to do because we just get to like celebrate stuff that we love and gush about it and chat about it. And I love, uh, for those of you who don't know, a few weeks earlier than we record, we send each other our top 10 lists. Um, like subject to change, but but we'll send them to each other so we can like watch each other's stuff and and learn about like oh this is what you know try and read a lot of Wikipedia pages of about uh video games. We've seen a lot. Yeah, of- right. <laughs> Hades. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll scroll on this. Um, yeah. So so we send it to each other so we have more to talk about and and. Uh, it's always just really nice to get to like look back at the year and and see all the good stuff and be reminded of stuff like um like i i hadn't watched john wick 4 or creed 3 since they had since they we had seen them in theaters and then rewatching them i was like oh yeah these movies are actually very good um like stuff like that is is really lovely so thank you andrew for doing the podcast all year thank you thank you sam thank you for editing thank you for 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 putting it out to the world I do my it best. Is the, it's the greatest thing. And it's so fun. And we've changed so much. <laughs> we've changed so much. We are very different people, and I love uh, it. It's um, incredible. How was the year? Also, just, just the year. It was a wild year, wasn't, year on all fronts. Yeah, it wasn't amazing. A lot of... Some bad stuff happened in there. A lot of good stuff, but a lot of bad stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's been a weird year. Uh, but... I'm glad I got to spend it watching good art and talking about it and watching succession and Oppenheimer right. and like all these good things just like, and it felt like this year had a lot of like spread out goodness. I feel like a lot of the times, like a lot of the good stuff kind of all happens around the same right. time of the year, but this, it was really like, Oh yeah. Creed three and John Wick four came out pretty early. And then like, we had like, you know, succession was happening in the spring and then we had, you know, the bear happened just after that. And then we had Oppenheimer and Barbie happen in the middle of the summer. And like, you know, we got like a, a good, good spread, a good stretch yeah. of stuff. I saw the most live yeah. performances in my life um, this year. That's, that's why I haven't seen so many movies. I've seen so many live performances. Yeah. This is, that's great. I love I've that. had an incredible year. It's probably the best year of my whole life. I was, yeah, this is the this one. This is probably it. Like, he'll all. I was, yeah, I was just gonna ask. It has been an incredible year. I've done so much since the last Tips and Tops. I've been to six different countries. Like, that's that's crazy. It has been such an exhilarating year. The strikes. Every every time I'm yeah. I'm ready to take a step forward in a career, the world says no. Well, what about this? What about that? <laughs> But it, yeah. it, it feels so, you know, for the first time in a long time, right? It's been, it's been, it's been a rough few years for not just me, just for everyone. <laughs> Famously. Can you not hear me? I missed, I heard from the first time, for the first time in a long time. And then. Oh, first time in a long time. It's been, for me, it's been a good year. I feel like, I mean, re- never forget, right? There's a whole genocide happening mm-hmm. on the other side of the world. Don't ever, ever, ever forget. Yeah. Things are going to get rough. It's a, it's an election year. But also, I, I don't. Maybe it's just a new year glow, a new year post cruise glow. 
bomb. Like, it has. <laughs> Maybe this time I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the post. It's probably post cruise. It's probably the cruise. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, I mean, personally, a weird year for me, but like, um, yeah, there is a genocide happening. Uh, it feels weird not to mention it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Like, it's, one of it's the horrible. biggest moments of our entire race as our entire species is happening right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're heading into uh, another election year in the States, which is always scary. And politics stuff is happening in Canada. And there's just so much there's stuff. A lot. There's just so much stuff. Politics stuff is happening in Panama. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just, it never ends. It never stops. But hopefully we can continue to do this little show. And, we'll talk about and... it. We'll talk about the world. We'll talk about the art. Because that's what yeah. consumes our lives. And I'm I'm happy about that. That's something I'll never forget. Me too. <laughs> forget. I can't yeah. forget it. But, you know, regret. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. Um, so, yeah. Again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Yachts, yachts, we're back at it again. Yacht, yacht, yacht. <laughs> uh, yeah, our link tree is still Linktree slash Welcome Back Pod. You can find all the links to social medias there. Follow us on all the different stuff. I'm going to get back on track with posting. We've had like a weird scheduling stuff for the past little while. Um, so we're now also going to move our, our the published date for our podcast to Wednesday just so I can have some time to edit and get everything kind of to get the, to get it done. All my ducks in yeah. a row. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll just, we're moving our publish date from Monday to Wednesday. So uh, this episode will probably come out on a Monday and then our next episode will come out just on Wednesday. So it'll be kind of two really close and then you'll have to wait a week. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, there's a great way to support the show, uh, following us on all the different stuff, liking the track, reviewing the track, liking the podcast, reviewing the podcast, all the different stuff and all the different podcatchers really helps us out a whole lot. If you ever do it, it's always, this is always when I beg <laughs> is our tips and tops, please. This is the one. This is the one. This is the, ep- if you're going to listen to one episode, please let it be this one. And please let this be the one that you send to other people to check out. Um, and yeah, I love, I love doing the show. Uh, Andrew will tell you the best way to support us moving forward. Tell your friends, folks. Folks, tell, tell your, friends. your friends. It's the best way to get the word. It's the it's the not it's not the end of the year anymore. It's the start of a brand new year. Again, how bad can things get? <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> don't jinx us. Um, yeah, don't don't jinx but it. But if we do um, end up in a horrible situation, which hey, probably, at least you got us to listen to. If uh, the internet's still true. up, yeah. Um, uh, next week uh, we will be getting drunk and watching Rebel Moon Part One, uh, Zack Snyder's Netflix film that is not getting good reviews. So we're gonna be drunk and we're gonna watch it, and it will be a it time. Will be a time. Um, yeah, and my actual favorite thing of this year was doing drugs and partying it up with my friend Andrew when he came to Edmonton in the summer. Fun. Fun times. That was fun times. All right. See ya. Yeah.